0: Charlotte, North Carolina. You're listening to the Crown Town Cast, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now, here are your hosts, Zach Hall and John Horn. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Crown Town Cast. I am your host, Zach Hall. Joining me today, back from assignment, Mr. John Horn 3, JH3 himself. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well, sir. How about you? I'm doing great. It's uh, it's a bit rainy outside. Uh, the weather has been pretty dreary and depressing in Charlotte this week, and we will definitely be coming, coming back to that. Before we get uh, any further, I just want to say thank you to our show's sponsor, Ortho Carolina. Huge supporter of soccer in and around Charlotte at all levels, um, and it's great having them on as part of the Crown Town Cast family. Uh, and, and helping us do our show. So thank you to ortho Carolina. You can check out their website, ortho Uh, or if you are in need of urgent care, go to ortho Carolina.com slash urgent care to find location nearest you, John coming back from assignment. You haven't been on the show in in a few episodes, it's great having you back. Feels good to be in our normal, normal mode now. Uh, and I have to ask, are you drinking anything today?
1: Uh, no, I'm just drinking tea,
0: tea. That's fine. I myself, <laughs> I myself am drinking a delicious you <laughs> because deep
1: down I am 12. And it's delicious. <laughs> I wish everyone had just seen that shot on video yeah. of you just slugging that you who just now.
0: I, on, honestly, I was thinking uh, you who really like, I didn't drink as a kid. I had it a bunch yeah. in college. Um, yeah. And then, because they carried it in our, like, college uh, grocer, where we could spend our meal plan money. But mm-hmm. everything was, like, super expensive. But it was basically just, like, lean cuisines and energy drinks, ice cream, and then, like, yoo And so, yeah. whenever we would get together, because I was a goody-goody and didn't drink illegally in the dorms, we would just buy six packs of Yuhoo and store in our tiny little, like, store them in our fridges and drink those whenever we would hang out so uh i was at the grocery store earlier this week and saw them on sale and i was like you know what it's time for a little nostalgia let's get some yoohoo and it has been it's been a good week
1: i I wasn't laughing at your freshman college experience so don't think i was doing that just now you are
0: totally like you can talk to my college roommates jeremy and sam you're allowed to laugh at our fresh my freshman college experience (laughs) uh good times bunch of nerds just having a good time you know uh segue you know what (laughs) you, you know a bunch of nerds that won't be having a good time this weekend uh, Jack's militia and the rest of any Charlotte Independence fans that were <laughs> hoping to go out to see their team play FC Cincinnati at Ramblewood Stadium this weekend, the team announced late yesterday. I think it was it was honestly like eight p.m., pretty late for a press release. But the team put out a press release basically saying that the game this Saturday has been postponed due to field conditions and the weather report. Uh, anybody in the Charlotte area knows that we have seen. A lot of rain this week And uh, Rain for the rest of the weekend Huge thunderstorms on Saturday um, Me and John You and you and I were talking off, off air Yesterday About how we weren't really sure What attendance was going to be like For what really was going to be a big game Just simply because of the weather report Now we don't have to worry about it um, But some news kind of coming out This morning on Twitter Was that the the county had decided that this would be a good, between home games, this would be a good time to replant the grass on the field. And then of course, this huge system of rain that we've had over the past seven to 10 days has kept the field from being able to grow back properly. Um, this kind of, you know, this kind of sucks for the team. I'm sure the, the team absolutely wants to play every game that's originally scheduled to have the county decide to go and replant the field that they plan they play on team has really no control over whether or not the county decides to do this it's completely up to the county um and then to have to postpone a game because the the fields i mean i saw a picture on monday before it had five days worth of rain on top of it 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 wasn't absolutely not playable it just kind of sucks for everybody involved
1: yeah, there's a term that I love Clemsoning. And uh <laughs> it, but somehow I feel like we should make a new one for the independence. And it's not really on them, but you know, whenever I heard that all this was going down, I was just like, Well, you know, I'm not upset or anything. It's just it seems par for the course. Yes. Like if something can go wrong, it will go wrong yes. and you know, it's just another day in Charlotte. So Yeah um, I, as a,
0: a Tottenham supporter, I heard I've heard that's so spursy. A lot over the past week, especially since the final match day of the EPL season. Um I'm not gonna talk about that because I will get physically violent. But <laughs> I feel like Spursy is a just such a great adverb that I feel like independent we need we we really I'm do need to figure jacked out Jacked up. <laughs> Yeah, I it could it. work. Or maybe maybe we need to get some fans some okay. Tweet us at Crown Town Soccer what you think your what the best independence related kind of back of the back of the hand. When shit goes word. wrong, yes. What do you call it? Yes, yeah. exactly. So we need a that so Spursy equivalent for independence because this is absolutely par for the course for independence. Something completely out of their control. Weather and just ruining what should be a big home game playing FC Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, I, I was really looking forward to this match, uh, but, you know, that's life. I'll just wait for the remake. And uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, a quick shout-out to our friend John Roche from Denver uh, runs the Burgundy Wave uh, SB Nation blog covering the Rapids. He's actually flying into town this weekend and had tickets to go see the game. Uh his oh. his one trip out east and of course of course the weekend that he's in town the game gets postponed. So no independence game for John. We are very apologetic, sir. Uh but I am looking forward to having a couple beers this weekend, uh in that stead. So
1: Yeah. I'm looking forward to paying off my Super Bowl debt to Exactly.
0: Him. Yeah, we need to we need to let him go home with some with some beautiful Charlotte craft beer. Yeah uh but speaking of cincinnati i uh was at the i was at the open cup game on wednesday night and got to talk to a couple different players and front end or front office staff uh of the Independents after the game all of them mentioned since the cincinnati game on saturday all of them seemed very very eager to win that game um and i'm getting the feeling that maybe especially from the players i i think this uh, Queen City Cup rivalry that definitely started off as very plastic, very um, unorganic. Uh, I think this has an opportunity to become a real rivalry in the USL between these two these two cities and these two teams.
1: Yeah, I think, um, especially from a front office aspect, uh, it kind of feels night and day between what's happening in Cincinnati and what's happened in charlotte um from attendance levels marketing blah blah you know everyone knows that whole story um but the fact that i love that you know the players are taking to it um you know you see a lot of crap in cincinnati you know from the fans talking about queen city and and really rubbing it in how they're the queen city compared to charlotte um i think that's kind of gotten under some people's skins and so i've I'm glad that people are starting to get, you know, get worked up about it. Um, you know, yeah, I even saw the article that came out of Cincinnati where the media was up there was getting on Charlotte about how dare it call itself the Queen City when FC Cincinnati's, you know, crushing in attendance and, you know, performing well in its first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, something that did start off ex- extremely plastic and hokey. Um, you know, could turn into something more. Uh, you know, I'm still excited that I, I'm assuming this is what got the team on the mayor's radar and hopefully she attends the Queen City uh, Cup whenever it's hosted here in Charlotte. I, i'm I'm looking forward to actually seeing her at Ramblewood.
0: I definitely think that this is a case of smaller brother or little brother outpacing Big Brother. Even though Charlotte yeah. only has a year on Cincinnati, I mean to and I know I know I've seen some fans kind of deflect online like I have no problem retweeting the fact that Cincinnati has broken the USL regular season record for attendance twice. In 2016, I think it's great. Like, I mean, do I think I, it's great
1: for the sport. It's I mean, great I, for
0: the sport. It's great for the yeah. league that are that Independence blogs in. I'm just excited. I mean, we have a USL team that is is out uh, out performing MLS teams when it comes to getting butts in seats in the stadium, uh, and that's great. Um, and and I, I hope that that continues for Cincinnati. Just as a lover of the sport and somebody who's kind of championing lower league soccer in, in the, in the U S but I've definitely seen some Charlotte fans kind of deflecting some of that kind of jealousy saying like, who gives a shit if Cincinnati is pulling 23,000 fans for a game like the, and you should care. You should care that uh, a third division American team is pulling 23,000 fans for a single soccer game. When, uh, Charlotte will be lucky if they get 23,000 people total over their entire 15 home game schedule in, in USL in 2016. Um, I'm not saying that we should be, you know, you're allowed to be upset by that if you want to be. Of course, I want Charlotte to be performing better off the field. I just think it's great that Cincinnati is, is finding so much success. And I absolutely think that some of that off-field success helps fuel what a potential rivalry between these two queen city teams.
1: Yeah. Once again, no hate on Cincinnati here. Uh, uh-huh. what they're doing is great. Uh, it's awesome. You know, and what Charlotte's doing, I guess is fitting for the fans here so far. So I'm, you know, it's not like I'm looking at Cincinnati saying, Oh my God, I wish we had 23,000 people. Um you know, because does that change what's happening here? No, you know, it's, it's not. So, um, I'm just glad it's growing the sport, and anyone who says otherwise about Cincinnati having that many people, I really don't see the argument saying how breaking records is not a good thing. I think it's great for the sport and props to the city.
0: yeah, and you know i i've I've been thinking a lot about rivalries and and rivals for independence, and of course, you have. I have Charleston, but i f- really like Charleston is not a villain f- for Independence fans. I mean, really like I I feel like we we love Charleston outside of the 90 minutes that 90 minutes between whistles, and and then we're back to be we're back to being buds after the game. Do you think that uh, villains are necessary Louisville. and good for a team? You say Louisville. Do you think oh, we have I- Louisville as a villain?
1: i think i think everyone hates louisville uh i mean it just it just seems that everywhere i turn and you talk to people um you know no one really has a disdain for another team um but louisville and i'm i'm talking even outside of the charlotte market uh so i i think right now louisville's playing that role and to be honest though i think it's a cool role that they're playing you know if they take Ownership of it, which it sounds like a lot of their fans do, yeah. uh, not hold on. Let me restate that: not a lot of their fans, but it appears that some of their fans do. They love playing the villain uh, or the heel, and you know what? If it works for them, it works for them, and that's that's the way I look at it right now. Uh, like you said, Charleston is a fun tailgate; it's a great time. Uh, you know, uh, Jack's uh, militia and supportive groups from uh, Charleston sitting side by side with each other during the games. You know, I mean, that's great to see. I, that I remember couldn't happen and, between a lot of yeah. supporter groups. You couldn't well, put
0: many yeah. supporter groups besides the Jack Militia and the regiment and sections next to each other and yeah. and not, you know, have problems.
1: Well, exactly. I mean, even uh, when I used to go on away trips when I lived in D.C. and, uh, you know, Barbra, brava Screaming Eagles, uh, Lenorda, and uh, District Ultras, one time they actually, I don't know what the union was thinking, but they were sitting us right next to the Sons of Ben. And we had the entire staircase that was like dividing us mm-hmm. was nothing but security and uniformed officers. Right. And, of course, you know, I've told you this story off air before where, you know, we score uh with just, you know, in, in the fading minutes of the game. And the next thing I know, we're getting pelted with uh, D and C batteries and I look over and I have a seven year old flicking me off telling me to go, you know, F myself. And so, you know <laughs> yeah. I don't that doesn't happen with Charleston. <laughs> no. But exactly. I, I could I could see that happening with, with other groups if people actually traveled to Ramblewood and if Jackson Militia or the rest actually traveled in big numbers mm-hmm. to a place like Louisville.
0: I, cause I definitely, I mean, Jack's militia, they do not pull punches regardless of who's in the stands. I mean, with the regiment sitting right next to them, they had no problems making fun of them. Mm-mm. Um, chance pointedly and at them. And they shouldn't like they, They're they doing should. what they are doing as fans and supporters. And, and I, can I, I just, yeah, go ahead.
1: Just to break in real quick. I, I want to also give all the guys, uh, props for the uh for the banner and the flags during the u.s open cup yeah i thought that was really cool i thought thought it was a really
0: nice touch them saying like hey like we don't if if you don't know what we're talking about uh you can find on the guardians u.s website a a article I, i think it's a bad piece of journalism but there's still some information in there that you know i think could be pertinent to charlotte soccer fans uh uh about the eagles um about their i mean obviously most people know that the eagles are a religious organization um and that religious organization has rules right alongside their their religion and um jackson militia and qc royals um they, you know, they obviously disagree with some of the stances that the Eagles, as an organization, has made, and, and they came out with rainbow flags and with uh, equality T-shirts from the Human Rights Campaign, um, and a really great banner that you can find on their uh, on their Twitter profile or, or on CrownTownSoccer.com. Um, I thought it was, I mean, nobody got crazy violent. There weren't any like disrespectful chants. It was just. Kind of silent, not so silent, kind of uh, disagreement with with what the the Eagles organization has decided to take a stand on, um, and I give them props for for using all the right ways to voice their their opinion on the matter, um, and because I mean. And supporters normally like respectfully disagreeing with somebody is not what supporters groups are normally known for. Um, and I, I really look forward to the day where, where Jacks Militia kind of has the fan support to be able to travel to more, more away games throughout the season. Because I think it would be really entertaining and really fun to, to have fans be able to travel and cheer and support their team in front of other opposing fans if only to you know maybe fuel some more organic rivalries other than just you know charleston who are friendly with and hating louisville from afar um and i hope that that since this cincinnati rivalry can actually turn into something turn into something real um did you have anything more to say on the the cincinnati or rivalry issue before we move on
1: uh no not really just look forward to the makeup
0: we just—I uh, just mentioned the U.S. Open Cup game on Wednesday. It was Independence versus Eagles in a real deal Charlotte Derby between two, uh, at least two, professional soccer teams. Um, and I was there. It was a really great game. The Eagles played really, really well. I think it's a very talented PDL team that Dave Dixon and Andrew Pierce have put together again this season. And I look—I think they'll go go far in the regular season. Um, uh, again, after going undefeated last season, uh, but they they could not convert on their chances with independence uh, taking advantage of that and and winning two nil uh, on the night, and they'll move on to the third round of the open Cup where they'll be playing the Carolina Railhawks again uh, in Raleigh on June first. But we just found out the draw for the ra- for the fourth round where MLS teams enter the competition and if Charlotte wins against the railhawks they will host the new England revolution for a repeat of last year's one nil win. Um, except this time it'll be played in front of their own fans instead of, uh, outside Boston. Um, John, you, we were talking once this draw came out, this is basically what this front office has been wanting and desiring since day one, the ability to host an MLS team in a competitive match in Charlotte. Um, is this, I mean, like, correct, I think it's a big deal. Do you and should fans think that it's a big deal to host, a potentially host an MLS team?
1: I mean, to me, yeah, it's a big deal. To the average person in Charlotte, um, it's probably, I mean, I hate to be honest, uh, who cares maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really going to go about, like, how it's promoted in, if it actually happens, I mean, I think this real Hawks game is going to be really tough. So, you know, but, um, yeah, if new England comes here, I mean, this is the independence's chance to really shine and get butts in seats and say, Hey, this is a division one team coming in. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, I think it, it could be that shot in the arm that the club needs to re-energize the, you know, the average joe and jane and, and charlotte about the team
0: i think this open cup match is a great opportunity if they host i mean like like yeah. operating under the assumption that they win and and that is not a foregone conclusion um
1: yeah. that they win and there's not new grass put down <laughs> well there's yeah, not a exactly. that Ramble would, if something happens
0: if independence hosts the revolution i i think this is a great opportunity for the team to to really to do some advertising and I know that uh we all have opinions on the team's advertising and promotions uh this season especially um but this is their opportunity to say like just pull out all the stops and, and go hard and and have time to try to get as many butts and seats as possible and since the open cup game they they can change the the pricing for tickets if they want to like there's no reason to stick. To the, the ticket pricing structure that they decided to go for the the USL regular season. And I really like, I, I you know, I would encourage them if they were listening. There's an opportunity just to go a flat $15 for every seat in the place. Just do your best to fill out, fill out the stadium, make a good showing. Um, cause it'll be, I, I think it would be impressive. I think it'd be impressive if we could finally get, a good 3,000 people inside well, Ramblewood Stadium for a game.
1: Well, let's, I mean, even saying a hypothetical, I mean, they don't know if they're going to be getting this game. And if they don't get the game, you know, it's money that they weren't going to receive. And so if we do host the game, it's almost like bonus money. Yeah. So I, mean, I agree with your statement of, yeah. hey, just make it one flat rate and try make your goal to try to get as many butts in the seat as possible. Right. But, you know, um like I said, I'm 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 am i I'm not really going to focus at New England. I know that's the point of this topic at the moment, but I, I think this I, I'm not going to jump past the Railhawks right now because I think that's going to be um a very tough game and I think uh unlike last season I feel like the Railhawks are going to come in uh I don't know a little bit more motivated. Mm-hmm. To win this season than they did last. Uh, I'd agree with that, but I also
0: I also think this Independence team, uh, all across the board, from the 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 first you know first name inked in on the starting eleven to the last guy on the bench, I think this is an overall much better quality team than we had in 2015 when uh, Independence won 1-0 over the Rail Hawks. Um, and especially, I mean, like it'll be I'll be interested. Not to make light of the situation, but I'll be interested in seeing um, if if a guy like John Burner, who kind of looks like he might be the 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 Cup goalkeeper for the Independents now that he he's returned from injury, if he plays in that June first game where he suffered the injury that kept mm-hmm. him out for m- most of the 2015 season. Um, not, you know, I, I'm sure that, that that's a completely mental thing. I'm not a professional athlete, so I, I'm sure that really? I, it's true. I am not a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll be surprised if, you know, I, I think that'll be it'll, be, it'll be an interesting talking point. Like, if, if John ends up starting and, and going the full 90 in Raleigh.
1: Yeah, and and then, you know, going off of what we've talked about earlier, I think it raises the question uh, what's more important, like the USL regular season mm-hmm. or the Open Cup? Because we even uh, talked with that with Jim whenever we were at the Charlotte Museum of History Beer Fest mm-hmm. about how the uh, the club was really invested in the Open Cup last season, and by the time it was done, they were worn out, they were right. exhausted. So, um, what are your feelings on that? Which one are you focusing on more?
0: I think this team needs to I I think it needs to do what it needs to do to focus on both. I mean I, I think uh I think the Independence has achieved its minimum objectives for the open cup, which is get to the third round and, and playing in, a, in an NASL team. Um drawing away uh and playing at the the Railhawks Wake Med Park is, is a unfortunate kind of con. Uh probably Helps expectations a little bit if they end up losing. Um, I don't think anybody, um, I think the players and the coaches will be upset if they lose the game um, as long as they aren't blown out, though, as long as they perform well and don't, you know, lose 3 0, 4 0, and look bad while doing it. Uh, I think fans and, and the organization could be happy with how they performed and then can focus completely on the USL regular season. But I think this team is deep enough to to go all out and, and play play as many games as, as they possibly can, including open Cup, especially now with the opportunity to host uh, an MLS team in the fourth round if they win. Now I mean, had they been drawn in like g- going away to New England again, um, I might feel differently, but I think that opportunity to host is is one that should want fans to they should want the team, to, to field as good as a starting 11 as possible on June 1st against the Rail Hawks. Um, you know, maybe we put in some rotation, you know, you put in burner, maybe use a guy like Jack Calvert, uh, or Jack Metcalf, um, guys that, that might not get the start every single weekend, but are still getting regular minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I think they should go all out for both. I mean, Anything can happen in a single elimination tournament like the Open Cup Um, There's always magic And there's there's always the chance For a miracle Somewhere down the tournament And there's no reason why it can't be Independence Saying that I also think this team is deep enough To where they can continue to perform well uh, In the USL Eastern Conference um, Even if they need to rest One or two starters on the weekend Because of an Open Cup game I don't think that's a big of a deal yeah. How do you? What do you think? Uh,
1: um, I'm kind of shifting focus from what I did last year. Last year I said Open Cup, Open Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year I really want to focus on USL regular season, having a strong spot in the USL playoffs. What I would say as far as the Open Cup is maybe that brass ring to that level of achievement. Mm-hmm. Go all out for the Railhawks you know and right. i and I'm not saying the players wouldn't do that in the coaching staff, I think they will, yeah, but I think if if the the club as a front office can get New England to come to Charlotte, that could possibly help with marketing the team more, and it once New England comes here win or lose it, it I, I mean of course it matters, but I think as far as getting butts and seats, you know that would help right um right. I think, as far as overall the chan- uh, the chances, not only of independence but any USL club making it to the Open Cup finals, I, I think those days are, are gone. Um, I don't I don't see that happening anymore, uh, especially with uh, the Division One uh, you know league. That's basically a job saver. or or a spot saver now, you know, being a DC United fan, you know, if Ben Olsen did not win that uh, U.S. Open Cup that year during DC United setting the record for the worst MLS uh, record, uh, you know, in play, he wouldn't have had a job. And so now I feel like the Open Cup has become that backdoor into MLS clubs being able to save face or save a job or finding a way into the CONCACAF play. And um, so I just I just don't see any USL team having a chance. So I'm I'm kind of pushing back and focusing on the USL regular season, USL playoffs now.
0: I mean, I'd agree with that. I I agree that yeah, go 110 percent against the Railhawks. Yeah, get that get that host game against New England and and I thought of this while you were saying it, and I kind of like I, I hate to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Is it, do yeah. you think, how bad would it be if they, if independence did everything they could and they put 3000 butts and seats on its best day, which we're not even sure they're capable of doing, but they put 3000 butts in seats and then the revolution, they remember what 2015 was like. They don't want to suffer a repeat. They put in majority starters against Independence's <laughs> majority starters and they right. win four nil five nil. Do you think that hurts the team? Like is is it like no because
1: that 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 will never happen like th- this game when New England when New England comes if they come to Charlotte we are not going to see the big name players on the pitch you
0: don't see you don't think you'll see like a Diego uh-uh. Fagundez or a, a, a Charlie Davies
1: it's it's <laughs> it is
0: oh Charlie Davies how I miss you. That's...
1: Yes, I know. I love uh, Charlie Davies. I don't know why you're laughing. Memories, just memories. Memory. Uh, but anyways, no. I mean, if if they come to New England, I mean, if New England comes down here, it's it's going to be the same as every other MLS team does when they do that first round against the USL. They'll they're just going to play the bench warmers and give them some time.
0: You don't think they learned um, their lesson last year with USL going, you know, a hundred percent against MLS teams. I don't know. No. I mean, like I, I, I think it was embarrassing for the revolution to lose one nil on a, on a screamer against independence. And I don't think they'll want to do it again.
1: No, it, but I don't think it hurts that much. I, I there was an article I read. It was uh, last year. I can't remember where it was from now, but you know, it was talking about the MLS and their performance last year and losing out to USL clubs. And it basically said, did the MLL, did those clubs really care and i said no they didn't give a shit like they were they were still going to go home and sleep at night the only time that they care is when they're in the semifinals or finals and they're wanting to punch that ticket to get into concacaf yeah so that's that's it so i, I can tell you right now we there is no one in new england talking about the chance of what happens if they have to face off against the independents you know it's it's not happening. So I, I don't think we're a blip on their radar until maybe they purchase their tickets to fly down to Charlotte for the day. Well,
0: if uh, listeners, who do you side with? Pick a pick a side and tweet at us at Crown Town Soccer. Uh, would love to talk about the the benefits, the pros and cons of the U.S. Open Cup versus the USL regular season because I do think it is a uh, I think it's a good point to talk about uh for Charlotte Independence fans and one worth mentioning. Let's do some quick news before we get out of here, John. Tomorrow, uh we're recording this on Friday the twentieth. Tomorrow is Mech Deck Day. Here today is Mech Deck Day. Day. Thank you. I <laughs> uh, I was I have been thinking the entire week that the game on Saturday was Mech Deck Day. And then nope. I, I constantly had to remind myself that today is Mech Deck Day. Today is Mech Deck Day. Um and uh I really – I do suggest going and finding uh, – there was a post on Charlotte – was it Charlotte Agenda that did a really great post on why the Me- why Deck Day matters and why you should care. And I cannot pull who wrote it. I would it's, be surprised. I believe was it's
1: it? Trolley Walk okay, who also does our articles for uh, the Charlotte Museum of History.
0: Yes. Um, and it was a really – I thought it did a great job of laying out exactly why Charlotte should care about today. Um, and, and the mech, uh, the mech declaration um, And it should matter to independence fans. I mean like I've, I'm over the whole like historically accurate and kind of thing. I think it's cool. I think it's a fun thing that Charlotte gets to claim as its its own and and no one else's. Um, our team and our, our front office and our owners obviously thought it was important enough to name the soccer team after it. Um, after being told the original name couldn't be used. And, um, I don't know, like, I think it's a great day and I hope it eventually does become a civic holiday. Like other cities have their own civic holidays. Uh, it's not there yet, but I think it's a, I think it's a great thing, um, to, to go out and and do some, um, service around your city and your neighborhood. Um, just remembering and, um, reminding ourselves how awesome our city is and how much we love Charlotte and the real Queen City. Uh, John, what are you doing? Are you doing anything today for Deck Day? I know that you've got a, a sleeping sleeping one-year-old or soon-to-be one-year-old.
1: Yeah, no, we were uh, planning on going up and checking out the festivities and all that. That started at 11, but uh, this weather kind of put a damper on everything. It's, so This I rain might... has ruined our week. yes. So I might just sit back and tell my son the story of the mech deck and Captain kind James Drake. Yeah, put it put it in league with other, you know, historical happenings like Santa Claus and the battle of Christmas against the Easter Bunny and, and stuff 15. like that. But no, <laughs> seriously though. It's, Shun it's a, the
0: non believer. Shun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think overall it, it's a great day for Charlotte. Hopefully it does turn into something like Patriot's Day in, in Boston. I think it would be really cool to have, you know, a day of um, volunteer service across the city and the county. It be a you know city and county government uh, day off, um, and you know who knows, like have a race, do something. But I, I think it would be a really cool day to to focus and be proud of everything that is Charlotte. So
0: totally agree, uh, and. I I hope that Mecdeck Day becomes bigger every year uh moving on and and give uh big props to the is it the the MechDeck or uh, uh I'm trying to remember is the Mecdeck Society May 20th no May 20th Society May 20th Society um and and I hope that they get a lot of support uh throughout the year to be able to make May 20th uh, just a big day all around here in Charlotte uh moving forward year to year
1: what do you think Gary does on Mech Deck Day? Like a marathon of LazyTown episodes? Just, I'm wondering. <laughs> uh, so anyways, that, off that trail, you know, let's continue on. See, didn't you miss up, me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Good times.
0: All right. Some quick, quick, quick news around the league. Uh, and then we're going to sign off on this episode of the crown town cast. USL announced earlier this week that they're, uh, officially awarding, uh, an expansion side to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, one of the board of, uh, or the head of the board of directors for the NPSL side, uh, Nashville FC, um, Starting real a real grassroots movement, raising that team. Um, I, I believe they're fan owned. I am ninety percent sure that they are fan owned. Um, I think it's a great organization. Um, that that guy has left Nashville FC under good terms and have was part of this ownership group making the bid to bring USL to Nashville. Nashville FC will still exist. Uh, in its current form part of the press release and the the letter from the board mentioned how they want to create a a official partnership between the new usl side and nashville fc uh did i say they played in the npsl they play in the pdl i'm 90 sure they play in the pdl apologies if i got that wrong they play in one of the fourth tier fourth tier leagues in the u.s um but uh, he's moved on to to work for this USL team. I'm very excited about having a USL team in Nashville. Uh, Nashville is an incredible city. I've been able to visit, uh, and it's just so cool. And I love the. I love. I would. I am looking forward to having the opportunity starting in 2018 to be able to convince my wife to uh, take a weekend trip to Nashville, watch a soccer game, and enjoy all the other stuff in in Nashville. And John, thank you for confirming NPSL, playing the NPSL. So, uh, I th- yeah, I th- I was pretty sure PDL didn't do fan-owned teamed, and that, that seems like an NPSL thing um, between them and Detroit City and all the other stuff. Um, oh, <laughs> speaking of Detroit, do you have uh, – it seems like MLS to Detroit has a real potential to be happening and the fans of fan-owned um, Detroit City are not pleased. Um, they they're basically saying, uh, giving the middle finger to this potential Detroit ownership group. Um, do you have any hot takes, John? On, uh, <laughs> I don't know, sure. like a fan a fan yeah. owned lower league I mean, team saying we don't want I- MLS here. You can keep your your international players and your D one level of soccer. We'll take our Ten games against amateur sides
1: from around the Great Lakes. I mean, understand where the phone for uh, the phone where the fan base teams come from. You know, they they have this idea of wanting to keep it like some ideal of it being pure and everything else. And I think that's great. Um, but you know what? <laughs> if a group of owners come in and they say, "Hey, we're going to put a D one team in here," um, if they want it to happen. It's going to happen. So does that mean you have to be a fan of that club? No, it doesn't mean you have to be a fan of that club. But, um, you know, if MLS does go to Detroit, I, I personally, I, I i would be shocked if it's one of those four expansion teams that we're told are, are about yeah, to happen. It'll, it'll be a while. Yeah, like I, I would really be shocked. But at the same time, you know, who cares? It's, it's, it's division one. I know there's some people out there that hate MLS, and all right, more power to you. But you know, if an, if an ownership group wants that, that's what they're going to go for. I mean, heck, even here in Charlotte, I mean, it's it's no shock to anyone that this front office wants to take the Independence to MLS. It's in all the marketing. Uh, you know, it's it's everywhere. So, um, I don't, I don't know. I just, I I don't have an issue with it. I, I think if people want fan based ownership, then that's great. Um, but they shouldn't be shocked if people are investing, you know, a ton of money. Into an organization that they want to see that organization become profitable and move to the next level. Um, There's a difference between you and me being season ticket holders and throwing a couple of hundred bucks to a team and thinking we have a say. When some people are throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars or you know seven figures or more into a team, those are going to be eventually the people that have the bigger say. So, yeah. you know, am it I, is what
0: it is. Am I an asshole for thinking it's incredibly hipster for wanting, like, saying, screw you, D1 corporate corporate America soccer. I'll stay with my amateur semi-pro small team. I, I, I find it incredibly just, like, you say pure... I say whatever. Like it's <laughs> yeah. like you can like if that's if that's yeah. the kind of soccer you want then that's fine. Like, you know, continue to support your your lower league teams and I think it's great, but to uh, call out other fans for wanting other fans in your city that want D1 soccer even if that means that it's got a couple of billionaire owners um then you know, like just keep it to yourself. Like, don't ruin no. other people's fun just because you have some high and mighty notion of how soccer needs to behave. Uh, to finish up this episode, Charleston is moving on in the U.S. Open Cup, even though they lost to a amateur side from Florida that plays for a uh, plays for a retirement home. I'm pretty sure the Villages Se traveled to Charleston and. Uh, beat the battery on Wednesday night. unfortunately, while they were beating the battery they had field they were fielding an ineligible player who was already cup tied to another team during the regional uh, regional qualifiers for the tournament. Uh, couldn't play for the villages and uh, the whole team was then disqualified from the tournament and now Charleston is moving on to the third round this is not the only or the first team in 2016's open cup tournament to field an Ill- eligible player and i think the ussf has a lot of questions that they need to uh, to answer about how exactly is this tournament being run on the back end what kind of support do teams have to be able to find um and know who is eligible and who isn't also think teams are being incredibly stupid by not doing their own research and asking a simple question of a player like, have you played in the Open Cup yet this year? If the answer is yes, just don't field him. I think there's a little bit of fault to go around for everybody, but I do think it's a little bit, it's <laughs> it's silly to see so many teams, I think it's three already that have been disqualified for ineligible players. So that'll be fun. So Charleston moves on. Congrats to our friends in Charleston for being able to play at least one more game in the Open Cup. Um, John, do you have any, any final things that you want to touch on, or mention, plug before we, we wrap up this episode? Uh,
1: not really. I don't either. <laughs>
0: so no. with that listener thank you for downloading this episode of the crown town cast it's great to be back in your ears after uh two weeks it's been a, over a month since we've had john on it's nice to have you back sir i hope you don't go away on assignment uh again for a very very long time It's <laughs> glad and glad to be back if you liked this episode of the Crown Town Cast, please let us know. Go, go back on iTunes and leave us a rating. That really helps us out. Or if you're listening, uh, on the Overcast app, which I highly recommend on iOS, hit that recommend button. Tell your friends about the Crown Town Cast, um and CrownTownSoccer.com. I have been your host, Zach Call. You can follow me on Twitter at CrownTownSoccer. Thank you for
1: listening. Come, Come on, you jacks. jacks.